0: Hello and welcome to the Maximize Your Day podcast, a place for entrepreneurs who are building their business in pursuit of freedom and flexibility to do the things they love. I'm your host, Jessica Rosario. I'm a New Yorker turned Floridian who knows a thing or two on how to effectively manage your time while juggling multiple priorities. I'm an ex-corporate leader who walked away from my nine to five-ish to launch and grow my business. In this podcast, I share insights on mindset, business productivity, Habits and strategies to help you take control of your to do list and maximize your day, which will help you feel more confident and less overwhelmed in getting more done in less time. I'm so excited you're here. Go ahead, listen in. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. I know what you're thinking. I've been under the radar lately, but I have to tell you what I've been doing. If it seems like it's been a while since I recorded my last episode. Well, that's because it's been, I've been moving since April. Yes, you heard that right. You know, the April showers that bring May flowers supposedly. Well, yes, I've been moving since April. So here's what happened. I'm the business integrator and strategist for our thriving janitorial business here in central Florida since 2018. We figured with my coaching experience focused on business startups and strategy, in addition to his construction and commercial cleaning leadership background, it was a perfect business to start from scratch. And we're so grateful that we did because what we started with a piggy bank full of $348 in coin is now a company that employs 18 employees and growing In March, we received an amazing opportunity to move our home office for this business to an actual brick and mortar office space. As you guys know, the pandemic hit us hard here in Central Florida, really everywhere. But businesses that originally had offices, they had to walk away and go all remote or they lost their businesses. So some landlords wound up with this additional amount of inventory of office space that they couldn't rent because a lot of people, they had to completely change the way they do business. So here we were presented with this opportunity to rent some space. And I figured, you know, we have a pretty big house. Two of our bedrooms were being used as an office space. Why not? It's time to separate and time to thrive, right? So we couldn't pass up the opportunity because it was such a great deal that we just jumped on it. We received our keys March 27th and the work to get the office ready began. Oh my goodness. So here's the thing. There's something crazy about doing the work yourself. Is it sweat equity that they call that? Um, yeah, well it was sweat all right. (laughs) Once we moved everything out of the house, we realized that our home was just too big for us. And yes, we then made the decision to put our house on the market in May. So you can imagine how my life has been for the past few months. Now, the road ahead of us was not easy. I'm going to tell you right from the get go, it just wasn't. But we knew it was the right time to let our beautiful five bedroom, two and a half bath go and downsize since we've been empty nesters for a few months. And well, the quick process or so we thought was a quick process turned out to be a whole two month ordeal with many headaches, many tears, body aches and sweat. We finally closed on our house on June 28th. Now I've decided to gather a few aha moments for you in the event you or someone you know is or will be going through something similar in hopes that you could ease your mind a little to help you remain sane throughout the process. And I am going to be fully transparent with you. It took me some time to really reflect on what I could have done differently, what I did right, um, and and just in general, in order to put this episode together, that I felt that I absolutely needed to get out to you because the market right now is crazy. Not only for buyers, for sellers, for you know rentals. I mean, it, it's it's we're seeing things that we never saw before in the market. Um, so. I know that somebody that's listening to this episode is probably thinking, oh my gosh, you know, I wish I had known this or I'm going to prepare for the upcoming months as we could start to, you know, make a move. So here you go. I'm going to share the five lessons I learned about moving. Lesson number one, block your time. Yes, you heard it right. Time blocking also works with moving. And I know you're probably thinking, of course, she would start with that. Isn't time blocking her jam? Yes, it is. But you'll notice that if you simply allot some time to pack, purge, or even play, it'll allow you to manage your time more productively. We need to be cautious about our energy levels during this time to prevent burnout especially if you're moving alongside of a job, raising a family or a business or whatever the case may be. We all have multiple priorities. You can get burnt out real quick, and this can lead to serious procrastination, causing added stress because you then leave some things until the last minute. Not that I did that or anything. It happened to a friend. No, just kidding. But what I found myself doing was that if I had a meeting canceled or something else that popped up, I would fill that time in with packing and just going crazy in my old house, right? So I realized that I needed to take the time to decompress and even try to squeeze in some self-care because strictly Moving all the time and packing all the time, and multiple runs to um, Goodwill or Salvation Army um, or the local church to get rid of so many things that we did get rid of. It was just really, really difficult to manage time and run a business and have a family and have, you know, a dog and like all the other things that were going into play. So, once again, lesson one block your time. Lesson two ask for help and. This was a tough one for me because I felt that there's no one better than me to know what to trash, keep, donate, or store, okay? And boy, was I wrong. Doing this by myself made me keep more stuff. And when you're downsizing, you realize quickly that everything just does not fit. So asking for help allowed me to work alongside someone I trust, to rationalize, or at times convince myself, (laughs) whether I had to keep some stuff or get rid of it. It helped me stay focused on the things only I could do, while also having the added support to push me to complete one room at a time. Remember, I had a five bedroom. So we had so many different things in every single closet in every single bedroom that that stuff takes time. And it also takes an emotional toll. Another way to ask for help is by delegating what you can. I truly engaged my VA to ensure that she was still showing, that I was still showing up on social media, that she was still posting for me, engaging wherever she could. Um, I also engaged some support in my private coaching program as well as promoted other people's content and events so that I didn't feel like I was strapped for time to be in creative mode because the content already existed. And of course, repurposing was highly important to me. Why try to be in a creative zone when all I can think of is I need to be out of the house in three weeks, right? So use the tools that you have, ask for help, delegate where you can. And then, you know, the rest is history because there's going to come a point where you'll be able to close that door, right? And in our case was the closing of our home and then finally breathe. And then you can be in that creative mode, Lesson number 3. You only need one. Oh my gosh, I had to tell myself this a million times. I found myself coming across two cake batter mixers, six spatulas, 10 serving bowls, four cupcake pans, etc., etc., etc. I mean, I can just keep going. And I convinced myself that one was all I needed, and the rest I donated to families to local charity, to the local Goodwill. Uh, So just, you know, it was just too much. We didn't have the room for it. It was perfectly working. So why toss it in the trash? Get rid of it. We just don't realize that we always buy extra just because it's on sale or just because we weren't sure if we had one at home or even because we expected to trash the old one, but wound up keeping both. Again, not that I did that or anything, (laughs) you only need one, I promise you. Lesson number four, sort your stuff, you know, going through memories and closets and, and boxes of things, you know, you'll realize that you just have so much to do and so much that needs to be truly sorted. So one of the things that I did was I created piles, right? I had a keep pile, a donate pile, and a storage pile. There was also kind of like a trash pile really, but (laughs) it was really the three keys. Anytime that you walked into my living room, those three piles of stuff was there. Okay. You'll be surprised how easy it was for us to quickly identify at a glance what was going to our new place, what could we send to storage for now, and what we can let go. It was a great reminder of how much we had accumulated throughout the years and how blessed we've been that we can now donate them to a family family who needs it more than we did. And seeing people smile, it just did something for me. I recall this girl that showed up to pick up a sofa that we were getting rid of. And when she showed up, there was a pile of Goodwill blankets and pillows. And these were like little kid, you know, throws and, and stuff like that, that my daughters felt that it they were no longer cool. Like, you know, like, uh, twilight blankets and hello kitty and stuff like that. They were like, yeah, no, we're too cool for that. We don't want that. So there was this pile of blankets and this girl walks in to pick up the couch. She came with her husband and we said to her, you're welcome to, you know, take any blankets or anything like that. These are kids' blankets that we're getting rid of. And she pointed to the bag with the pillows and she said, and what is that stuff? And we told her, those are just some old pillows we're getting rid of and some old blankets and comforters and whatnot. And she turned around and said, we just moved here from Pennsylvania a couple of days ago. We drove all night. We have three kids, one of them who's an infant. And we were thinking about going to Walmart and pick up some stuff for them. Is it okay that we take it? What do you think I did? (laughs) Of course I said, yes right? Being able to make an impact on someone. What is that saying? One man's trash is another man's treasure. In this case, it was a woman. And the fact that we were able to bless that family and how grateful and thankful she was to the point where she even took photos of the whole setup afterwards and sent me pictures on Facebook to thank me. So that really meant a lot to me. Lesson number five know the seasons. If we were to think about this more thoroughly, we would have never moved midsummer for so many reasons. Although we started in the spring, as I mentioned earlier, this whole process began like end of March, April. Never did we think we'd be moving in the middle of the summer. So there were so many reasons why. Number one, we're in Florida It's beautiful here 90% of the time. So we limited ourselves and couldn't even take advantage of beautiful and warm days because all we did was work, pack, unpack, and repeat. (laughs) Number two, we were competing with people who move at the end or beginning of the school year. So finding a place to go to was much more challenging than we thought. Number three, there were no storage units available because we're surrounded by colleges and the students have placed their stuff in storage over the summer because they have to leave their dorm. And number four, which was even worse for me, it was peak time for our business and it really impacted our bandwidth. We just couldn't find enough hours in the day to get it done. We were not only mentally, but physically exhausted. So next time, because there will be a next time, we'll need to pick a better time to do this. There you have it. So many lessons learned that I just couldn't cover in one episode, but you get the gist of it. And just to recap, these are the tips that will help you Be more productive in the event that you're looking to relocate, downsize, or even just purge some of your things. Number one is time blocking. Block your time so that you can be intentional with the work that you're doing. Two, seek help or bribe someone. I don't know, whatever works. (laughs) Number three, just pick one. I promise you, you only need one of them. If the other one breaks then you deal with it but just pick one number four sort the piles if you create the piles it'll help you get rid of things easier without having to look back and lastly number five was knowing the seasons you know your market you know your business you know your family needs and the dynamics of your household so know the seasons and know what are the peak times for you personally that you'll be able to identify what are the best times to make certain moves now what are some takeaways for you what are some other things that come to mind when it comes to preparing a big move i can't wait to hear all about it just take a screenshot of the podcast episode and go ahead and drop it in Instagram, tag me, and don't forget to hashtag Maximize Your Day Podcast. I really look forward to hearing your comments. Until next time, chat soon. And don't forget, just subscribe to the podcast to be notified the second a new episode is released and share with your friends who you believe could benefit from listening. Contact me at JessRosario.com to share your feedback, ask questions, and make some topic suggestions. You never know what the next episode is going to be about. Until next time, maximize your day and own it.